family photo. And I want to, if I may, I'd like to take it. And um, I'm even going to do, this will just take a moment, the panoramic view so that you can all, if I get this correct, move foam continuously when taking panoramic. Okay, there we go. You can't smile. You're wondering if you... I hope I got it. But, uh, amen. All right. Thank you for that spontaneous applause, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, uh... Wow, Vincenzo, Megan, awesome. You guys, that's a, talk about troopers. She's due to have a baby today. I'm sitting up in front, worshiping the Lord, minding my own business. Rocco walks by, and I'm like, Rocco, what's up, man? And then I see Megan walk by, and I just kind of think, I think, yay, yay. Whoa, 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 time out. I mean, okay. So if they have to get up and leave quickly, we will just begin to pray immediately or before that. So, um. Thank you all for coming. This is our family meeting uh, membership, but not just membership family. And this is kind of where we talk a little bit about. Uh, and I'm going to recap. Over the last three weeks, two weeks, we talked about, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about why Living Grace. And so that information is available online at livinggrace.net. Uh, if we can have some extra CDs available, I don't know how our, 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 our multiplier is doing. We'll have some of those for you. And then last week, I thought Pastor Jonathan did a wonderful job in explaining to us uh, uh, what it means to do life together. Don't you agree with me? Wow. I tell you, I tell you, he's, uh, you know, that guy, he's going places. You know, he's not just a flash in the pan, let me tell you. He's, uh, I think he's got a future in this thing. What do you think, huh? Think maybe? Think maybe? I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have, uh, we have amazing staff. Uh, Julie, where is Julie in here? Where, where, raise your hand, Julie. She's not typical. She's probably out scurrying around doing something, but Julie does an amazing job, and, uh, uh, yeah, Sarah, wave, Sarah, Justin, raise your hand, youth ministers in charge of youth, and uh, anyway, so, um, so our eldership has been sort of really praying and, and seeking God, and, and, and we, we believe that he's brought us to where we are today, and just a little quick note on our membership, uh, on our eldership, rather, is that we have uh, uh, sort of two components uh, on our eldership, and one uh, component is that biblical component of guarding the flock, doctrine, uh, ministering to people, uh, seeking God for direction and vision for the church. And there's a subset of that that uh, is in charge of technical aspect. If I could say X's and O's, they're the ones that are, that are hearing together with the elders where God is directing us, and they are the ones that are helping to put all of the things together. You know, that, that would include uh, job descriptions, and you'll hear about that as we go forward. That would include the specifics of how long is this project going to take, and what are the small parts that have to be broken up, and what's the critical path, and where do we need specific things to, that we need to focus our emphasis on. And so that's a, a subset of the eldership that are helping to bring things to fruition, and that's been a real blessing to work alongside them. And so Bill Kerr and, and Dale Tinklepot. Dale, where are you? I, Dale, there's Dale right there, and so, you know. Yes, and Jonathan and myself are just kind of helped to, to put those things into, into and, and by the way, these two are both engineers, uh, software slash engineering type types, and so, boy, they, they look at something, and I'll put together a paragraph, and, and Jonathan will put together a, maybe a, a little bit more than a paragraph, and then these two get together, and they put together two pages, you know, and so, 
things to think about and add. So let me just recap quickly what we talked about two weeks ago on the why living grace. We do have a biblical mandate. The great commandment can be summarized really in one word, love. Matthew 22, 37 through 40, Jesus replied to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. The Amplified Bible says that is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. The whole law and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. So first, the great commandment to love and then the great commission to multiply. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Jesus speaking, I've been given authority, uh, all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you. What does it say? Always, even until the end of an age. Aren't you glad that we worship a Lord that is with us always? I'm so glad Jesus said that, always. There's an accompanying scripture that goes along with the uh, Great Commission uh, of Multiplying. That is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The New Living Translation says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, okay? Our biblical mandate. And uh, there's another scripture, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, that speaks about kind of uh, what our goals are, the specific goals, and this is what it says. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And so here is the goal. It says in Ephesians 4.13, the tail end of that scripture, I want to read it again. This will continue, this training up and this ministering and this leading and growing together and doing like this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. This is the standard of Christ, and as a church, we're striving to measure up to that standard, and it will continue until that time. That's the goal. Now, again, all of this we went over in detail two weeks ago, and so you can look at the information online, or you can get a, a DVD, a CD afterwards, uh, hopefully. Okay, and so our purpose, living grace, this is our purpose, leading people into authentic, growing relationships with Jesus Christ. That's what we want to do. We want to lead people into authentic, growing relationships. Being authentic and growing in Christ Jesus. So a couple of core values that we've settled upon that we, again, as eldership, believe that God has placed before us. One is that we really want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that he was the vine and we are the branches. I'm so thankful to see that my 
grapevine that I thought didn't make it through last year because, you know, water issues. But anyway, I'm so glad to see that it is it is now green and leaves are starting to come. Grape, grape, grapes will be here soon. How many of y'all have grapes big? Oh, yeah. See, you know the grapes are coming. But it's just now, it looked dead, over the, but now it's starting to grow. Okay? So we want to be led by God's Spirit. We do. That's our heart's desire. So much so that we want to say that's a core value of who we are. Another thing is we got to be biblically based. We just have to. We have to be able to refer to God's word and say this is why we're doing what we're doing. We believe God has shown us this and he's confirmed it through his word, biblically based. And as Jonathan mentioned last week, doing life together. Doing life together. How critical is that? I mean, you've all heard someone who said, you know, well, I, I love Jesus Christ, but the church, man, I just don't really like the church. And I'm like, man, how can you say that? You know, you've got, you've got, there's an issue with that. That if you, how can you love Christ and hate his body? <laughs> anyway, you can get that D CD or you can listen to that one online as well last week as that was discussed. And so we do life together as family. Core value, doing life together as family. My immediate family, of course, because that's where ministry starts. Ministry starts in the home. Sometimes it's harder to minister in the home than it is to minister on the outside. But it starts in the home. Okay? Um, as family in my immediate home and then in my church family, doing life together. And so an emphasis on strengthening families. Strengthening families. Okay? In ministry, my service uh, to my church family and on mission. Doing life together as a family, my individual family. Uh, Lance, would you stand up, by the way? I know this is totally unscripted, but would you just stand up? I just want you to, to thank this gentleman for how many years? 26 and a half years of service. And if I'm correct, you were a first responder, EMT. Could you please thank him for his 26 years? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. And he is now retired, so uh, that's a cool thing. Anyway, um, doing life together as family, my immediate family, my church family, in ministry and on mission. Evangelizing and discipling my immediate family, the church family, and the world. Okay? Doing life together. All right. So where we're going and how we'll get there. And as an eldership, we've identified four goals, four goals, four areas of emphasis with some corresponding goals attached to them, okay? Each of these have short-term goals and long-term goals, 90-day, one-year, five-year. These are things that we're going to sink our time into, okay, and try to accomplish some things. First one is discipleship and leadership, discipleship and leadership following Jesus' command that we would go and make disciples of all nations, starting right where we are. Discipleship and leadership, leadership development. So training leaders, we recognize as a church, we've got to do a better job of raising people up, of, of training people in their gifts and in their leadership. So training leaders, you know, in the next six to nine months, you'll be hearing a whole lot more about that. 
And that is a goal that we've developed that in the next six to nine months, we'll be talking about gift identification and gift development. Because one of the best ways to disciple someone else is to watch them go forth in the gifts and the talents that God has given them and use those. See, everyone here has been given gifts and talents by the Lord. How are you using them? To say, well, I don't know what mine are. We want to help you with that. We feel like it's our responsibility to help you identify what your gifts and talents are and then help to, to provide opportunity for you to use those gifts and those talents. Gift identification and then gift development. So you'll be hearing about things that we're going to be having, maybe seminars, uh, things that are going to be taking place to help you grow in your area of giftedness. Okay? And so... We want to identify a discipleship and a small group ministry director. A discipleship director and a small group ministry director. Why? Because these gifts and talents and these things really show themselves up as we do life together in small groups. We really, really want to have more small groups, and we want to raise up leaders to be able to identify areas of giftedness in people within small groups because we're doing life together, and then providing opportunity for them to share. Maybe you're leading a small group and you recognize someone in that group seems to have the ability to teach God's Word. They always seem to come with the Word. How do you foster that? As the person who would oversee that particular light group, how do you cause that to increase? Where, how do you uh, maybe give that person some opportunity to do that? So discipleship and leadership, gift identification, gift development. So we need to identify in the next six to nine months a uh, a discipleship director and a small group director as well, small group ministry. We want to focus on families, all right? Absolutely, focus on families. And we want to also to integrate men's ministry, women's ministry, youth ministry, children's ministry, light groups. We want them all integrated together. Not just like, okay, well, we're doing this and we're doing that, so we're praying about creative ways to do that. One of the ways that we'll do that is that after Easter, we're going to start a five-part series uh, uh, through the war room. If you all haven't seen the movie yet, you will. Okay, we're going to show it, and it's going to be something that we're doing church-wide. The men's ministry will be doing it. The women's ministry will be doing it. Uh, uh, the youth ministry, we're looking for some creative ways to do that. We're looking for some ways to implement it even within the children because children need to learn how to pray too, right? But imagine for five weeks, the entire church, everybody on the same page, Sunday service included, syncing together. See how we integrate families into that? That's something that we're thinking about doing. Another thing, yeah, thank you for that spontaneous applause. All right, um, the Weekend to Remember conference is coming up. Well, we've already got someone, uh, Rick and Debbie, where's Rick right there? Wave your hand, who have said, hey, we'll take on the organization of that and help to get, to get uh, couples to that Weekend to Remember conference. And so, because why? Because we're focusing on families. One of the things that we've, we've been praying about and are going to continue to pray about is the establishment of a pre-K. Now, obviously, we can't do that now because we're renting. But as we look forward into the building process, one of the things we want to have is we want to have a pre-K. Why do we want to have that? Because it's a money maker. No. No. Y'all are thinking, yeah, you bet it is, sure. No. Vincenzo was like, yeah, makes, makes sense to me, yeah. Got a couple of kids you can bring over. 
Why would we want to do that? You know why? Because one of the best ways to reach family is through children. One of the best ways to reach families is through children. And so if we had a ministry that was a part of the church that was a pre-K, we'd bring in children. And with that, you bring in families. And with that, you get the opportunity to have them come to your church for all kinds of that. So again, as we are focusing on families and as we're integrating together, that's something that we are praying about. We want you to continue to join us and pray for that. That the next stop for us, wherever God has us, has the ability to do that. That's something we're looking for, so that integrates into that. Uh, we're looking in the next 6 to 12 months to hire a family ministry director, someone who can, whose specific responsibility is to bring families together. Next 6 to 12 months. By the way, wh where is Michelle? Where is Michelle? Is she here? Would you come on up, please? Speaking of families, microphone. All right, so... Michelle is our new children's ministry director. So we thought we'd give her a few minutes to just kind of, you know, share a little bit about her. Well, good morning. My name is Michelle Smith. Um, good morning. Hi. <laughs> um, just a little bit. <laughs> um, just a little about myself. Um, I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up loving the Lord. And by the time when I was 15, the Lord led, placed it on my heart to be baptized. At the time, I was at a Church of Christ in La Mesa in, in California, in San Diego. And so I got baptized. That was kind of like the beginning of my journey a little bit. And through, throughout high school, I was 15 when I was baptized. The Lord led me to Pepperdine University. I got my BA in liberal arts, arts in, at Pepperdine University and found my vocation. I, through, I came in as a psychology major. major. Um, I knew I wanted to help people. I love serving, I love, I love helping people. That plus the love of God just like led me to teaching. And at Pepperdine, I found my love for teaching. My freshman year, I enrolled in, I switched my major, which was a bit daunting at the time, but it allowed me to foster the love of teaching at Pepperdine. So when I graduated, I not only graduated with my BA in liberal arts, but also my teaching license in California. So in four and a half years, it was an integrated program. And, and so I feel as if the Lord is like leading me up to this point right now. Um, I moved to Las Vegas in two, 2011 in October with my husband who's stationed at Nellis Air Force Air Force Base. He's a crew chief on the F-22s. Um, when I first got here, I did not have my license in Nevada at yet, so I started to work in preschool. I wanted to do something that was still up my alley, learning how to teach. For You can study all you want in teaching, but until you get into the classroom, 
you know nothing. I'm telling you now. You absolutely know nothing. And Pastor Richie, he teach, he taught. So um, you just have all this knowledge, and, but the application is kind of what is was lack, lacking. So I taught in preschool um, at various locations. But finally, when I got my license, I got into Clark County, which wasn't a, a, a um, <laughs> yeah, enough said. So I went to Machado School. I was at Hunter Academy um, of Excellence on Carey and L LMK um, for a year in second grade. Then I found Founders, which, by the way, I work here as well. Um, third grade, thank you. I came in as a third grade teacher, um, love it. I fell in love with the classical um, curriculum. I fell in love with my colleagues. I fell in love with Ms. Levitt, who is no longer with us, um, principal-wise. <laughs> I love her to death, but she's up in a cabin in Utah. So um, this year, currently, I'm fifth grade. I absolutely love it, um, but through Finding founders and getting employed at founders, I found Living Grace. And I just absolutely fell in love with the congregation, the church, and um, everyone who I meet. And so the Lord placed it on my heart last fall to apply for the um, women, I mean, the children's ministry director position. And over the course of a couple months, here I am. <laughs> so. I'm just excited um, after talking to Susan. It's like basically a complete, a brand new start, brand new slate. So I'm excited to see where the Lord is leading me to lead the, min, um, the, the children's ministry position or the department and just to see what the Lord has in store for the church through the children's ministry and, and everything else. As Pastor Richie said, we have to do it together. So, so I'm very excited. So if you need, if you have questions, if you want to contact me, you, my email is in the bulletin. If you want my, my email, um, if you want my cell phone, I'll give it to you. Text me. I'm open. I'm very easily um, accessible. So please, we need volunteers too, by the way. <laughs> nice little plug. Thank you. Um, just stand up real quick. We want to pray for her. All right, just if you would, please. Um, just for the sake of time, I'll just pray, and you guys just agree with me, okay? Um, uh, Father God, we just uh, thank you for Michelle and even for uh, her husband and, and their service to our country, first and foremost, Lord. And we thank you for your plans, how you brought her to this place, and you prepared her, her for this place as well. Uh, so, Lord, we just pray an abundance of creativity, an abundance of resources, Lord, that, um, uh, that uh, you would just give her the ability to see beyond what's in front of her. And even for these young ones, God, we, we just thank you so much for her willingness to uh, 
uh, to, to minister to our kids and to bless them. And now, God, that you would bless her and her family and you would strengthen them in all that they have. And even as she's teaching school here with the, uh, uh, just finishing up this year and next couple months, and, and uh, God, that you would give her that grace and that mercy and that strength. We pray for uh, support, uh, that, that there will be so many people who are excited and thrilled and gifted in working with children that would come alongside her, that it would just be just ridiculous how many people are serving our kids. And we just thank you for that in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. All right. Yeah, you can't go wrong hiring a Pepperdine University graduate, uh, Malibu Beach. My goodness. Pep. Wow. All right. Family. Family. Yay. It's all about the family. And don't think just because you're single, you're not family. Of course you are. You're a vital link. Another area uh, that's a goal that we recognize is, 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 is a gap in our church, and that's young adults, 18 to, you know, 30-ish. We, no, we're just not at all satisfied with the number of young adults that are in our church. You want to show me a church that is alive and living, it's going to have young people, not just children and teenagers, but young adults as well. And you know what, as I mentioned last week, man, when it comes to that millennial age category, man, we need you guys more than we ever have in the body of Christ. And so many millennials are, are, are not really connected to the church. They're like, man, we don't really get the whole church thing. And hey, that's all good. So we have decided we're something we're going to pray about. We want you to join us in that. We want to develop a ministry team, and we want to begin to find a way to minister to these young adults. And we're thinking this year... Uh, maybe around the fall, September-ish, we want to have a young adult ministry team, and we want to have, whether it be a service or something that's, something that's happening specifically for them. And so that's another thing you can pray about. And just keep praying and join us in that because we have to do that. And we believe God placed that on our heart above all else, okay? So discipleship leadership, focusing on families, young adult ministry, and the last sort of goal is outreach. Jesus said, you would be my witnesses, starting in Jerusalem, right where we are, Judea, Samaria, to the outermost parts. Each one of those is, trans, is, is, is transferring you over a different cultural group, over a different, and the further out you get, uh, uh, the more difficult it is. And so that's another thing that we feel like we really, really need more participation in, um, uh, Jerusalem, Dalton has already mentioned the fact that we're having a, uh, an outreach at the budget suites and just being able to minister to those people and to really serve a, a for some folks that really, really could use it, you know. And so, hey, that's something that you could be a part of right there. We're in the next 6 to 12 months, we want to have an outreach director, someone whose specific focus is to take that ministry and just breathe life into it and watch it expand. But it takes a point guard. Take someone who will, who will, who will kind of take the reins, seek God for the vision in the context of everything that we're doing regarding family and our core values, doing life together, and make that happen, okay? So discipleship slash leadership, focusing on families, young adult ministry, and outreach. Okay, so here's your part, all right? Here's your part. Um, you know, a long time ago, uh, when I was uh, being recruited out of uh, high school, 
to colleges, and, and, and I, I, had a, I had a good share of colleges I could have attended. At some point, you know, and um, I wasn't someone, like nowadays, a lot of uh, athletes sign early. I wasn't one of those guys. I waited till, till I, I just, I waited. I, I was, I, I took my time. And, but, but at, and it was a fun process, and, you know, you get all these visits to all these places, and, boy, I really wanted to visit the University of Hawaii, but my mom wouldn't let me because I really wasn't interested in going there. I just wanted a free trip, and we were not Christians, but even she said, you are not doing that, son. I was like, oh, come on. Everybody else is visiting U of H. How come I can't? She goes, you're not everybody else, right? I'm like, all right. But at some point, I had to sign. At some point, I had to sign a letter of intent. Because, you know, at some point, you gotta ha- you got to take out the piece of paper and you got to say, I intend to come to your university, and it's a heck of a deal, right? They pay for your schooling, you get all this other, well, never mind. But anyway, um, uh, you, uh, you, you have to, what? What? No, no, no. You have to sign. You have to say, I'm in. You have to sign, and you know, and then in the coach, you know, holds up the paper, gives you, gives you a high five, and then, and then, you, then you're there, and 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 you get stuff from Nike and all kinds of fun stuff. But you know, you got to sign, you got to sign up. And so here, here's your part: where do you want to be involved? Where do you want to be involved? I mean, honestly, your time, your talent, your treasure. And if you don't know what those are, we'll help you identify what those gifts and talents are. But here's the thing: to just be recruited. And to never sign up, doesn't that, that you're, you're not going to go to the next step. Uh, uh, so none of the above, if, you know, if, if, I, if I, discipleship leadership, focusing on families, young adult ministry, uh, outreach, none of the above is not an option. You know, A, B, C, D, no, I choose E, none of the above. No, that's, that's not an option because we cannot do this without you. And it's not just a small group of people that can do everything. There's, there's absolutely no way. Maybe it's planning. Maybe it's praying. Maybe it's attending. Every part's necessary. Listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, not to just be compelled to do something. For example, we don't want people in our children's ministry that don't have a heart for kids. No, we don't say, hey, we need people in the children's ministry, and even if you don't like kids at all. We just need bodies. You know what? With all due respect, that's not your area. Don't go there. We want people in our children's mission to have a passion for kids, that love children, that want to see, that want to play a small part in helping children to get to the, uh, the next step that God might have for them. You know, we want people in our youth ministry that really care about teenagers. We want people serving in areas where, you know, and no matter how big or how small it is, it's like, man, this is what God's called me to. That's what we want. And so everyone has a part, being led by the Holy Spirit. That's our target. It reflects everything that we do. Have you been in the same place for a long time? Maybe it's where God has you. Maybe you need to increase in that gift. And that's something we want to help to do. But maybe it's time for you to initiate something else. Maybe God's doing something new in your life, something else that he, he wants you to do. Do you have an organizational skills? Come on now. Uh, do you have organizational skills? Do you have administrative skills? Do you have leadership skills? Do you go to your job every day and lead people and manage people and then not really give us much over on this side? It's 
Some of y'all have the gift of direction telling people what to do. And some of y'all even do it with love. That's a good combination, telling people what to do in love. God loves you, and I have a plan for your life. And here it is. Okay, listen, we need that. So let me just say, um, how will you serve? Uh, balls in your court, use an old basketball analogy, right? We cannot do it without God leading us. And we cannot do it without you. Not the person sitting next to you, you. We can't do it. We can't. We can't. We have things that we're trying to establish. We're clarifying who we are. We're putting goals, concrete goals for things. So that, you know what, in six months or eight months, you can come to us and say, hey, 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 I thought y'all was going to start some sort of a young adult thing. What happened? Yeah, you can hold us accountable for that. Well, first of all, God's got to do it. But you're going to join us in prayer. And because God has to do it, and you're going to partner with us, and we believe God will do it. Amen? Okay, and so, here's a few things. Here are some folks who are tied to these things, all right? If, for example, you feel like, you know what, discipleship, leadership, I want to get involved in that. I may not have all the details. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like right now, but I feel like maybe that's something I can do. It's something I can partner with. Okay, great. You know what? Dale, where are you at, Dale? Raise your hand again. You want to get involved in that? See Dale right there. Right there. Everybody, can you see his hand? Could you stand up, Dale, please, just for a moment? Thank you. Dale, his wonderful wife, Becky, right there. All right. I appreciate how you spun around and waved at everybody. That's, it's, that's nice, man. If you'd like to get involved in that, there's Dale. You know what? Maybe you want to be a part of family ministry. You want to find ways to help to build a family. You know what? Come see me afterwards. Come talk to me. We'll help with that. Um, maybe it's being a part of um, a young adults ministry. Maybe you feel like, golly, man, I have, a, I have a burden for that. Maybe you are a young adult. Oh, hello. Are you 18 to 30? We need you. Okay? Pastor Jonathan, right? Y'all know Pastor Jonathan? Go see him afterwards. Or maybe it's outreach. Maybe it's, you know, like, man, I, I and we have a lot of folks that are, that are signing up for the outreach at the budget sweep, and you are going to get a call very soon, those of you who have signed up. Okay, but but uh, uh, maybe maybe you want to want to be a part. Bill, where you at, man? Over here, Bill Kerr. You know what? If you want to get more involved in outreach and missions and all that, see this man right here. And so there's some place for you to go. Okay, there's someone for you to talk to. It's not like, well, what do I do? Okay, we've identified four people based on four goals that you can begin to to, to talk to. One of the things we want to do, for example, is when we show this war room movie, is we need houses to open up their homes. Okay, maybe you'll say, hey, I'll open up my home. You, you'll open up your home? Okay. Let's see. Council, baby, war room, awesome. <laughs> that all kind of flows, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you want to open up your home. You know, come see me. If you want to open, maybe that's, we've got to have people who lead those things. We've got to have people who, who, who will open up their homes, and, and we'll just open them up, and it's, we'll see how God leads in all that, because we want to be doing life together. All right? And so, hey. Here's the last thing. On your notes, it says this. It says, one body, on purpose, one direction. I know. And at first, the on purpose looks like a typo, but it really isn't. Actually, it was, but I actually like it. One body, on purpose, in one direction. 
That's it. Got to have it, folks. We need you. We need you to be a part of this. We're clarifying who we are, why we are, what we are. We're asking God to lead us and guide us, even in our building search. And we just keep looking for buildings. We keep looking for the right one. You know what? As we pray about a children's uh, 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 pre-K, that's something that we have to have. If the building doesn't have that, I don't think that's going to be a part of God's plan for us. Because we want to minister. You see how that all fits together? And so keep praying for that. Keep giving to that. Because let me tell you how it happens in Las Vegas from what I've seen. When a building's up for sale and it's nicely priced, boy, you better be ready to rock and roll. Now, when the children of Israel left Egypt, God told them, you better put your sandals on and have your staff in your hand. And when it comes to a building, we have to be ready. We have to know how much we need. We have to be able to put it together. We have to be able to da-da-da-da-da because things happen quickly. But you know what? God will lead that as well. God will lead that as well. And so, are you in? Are you in? Oh, okay, now last week, oh, no, 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 no applause. No, no, no. You know, uh, last week, y'all got challenged to be to do life together. And, and you got challenged to be in. And y'all said you would. And I love what Pastor Jonathan said. He said, are you in even when you leave church and head to the parking lot? <laughs> Sticky church. I like that. Okay? Listen. All right. So now you know. You know where we're headed. You know what we're trying to do. If you have anything you want to ask us later, we're, at, we're here. We're going to be eating. Jonathan, is there anything else that we need to clarify? And then... We're going to pray. I'm going to turn this off.